Greetings, dear learners. I am faculty of psychology at SRN International School, Jaipur, Rajasthan. Today, in this podcast, I will be explaining the theories of new analytic or post-Freudian. Chapter 2, Grade 12 Psychology. Reference has been taken from NCERT. There were different theories that were called as new analytic or post-Freudian in order to differentiate their work from Freud's. These theories are characterized by less prominent roles to sexual and aggressive tendencies of the id and expansion of the concept of ego. The human qualities of creativity, competence and problem-solving abilities are emphasized. Let's talk of the behavioral approach. This approach does not give importance to the internal dynamics of behavior. The behaviorists believe in data, which they feel are definable, observable and measurable. Thus, they focus on learning of stimulus response corrections and their reinforcement. According to them, personality can be best understood as the response of an individual to the environment. They see the development simply as a change in response characteristics. That is, a person learns new behaviors in response to new environments and stimuli. For most behaviorists, the structural unit of personality is the response. Each response is a behavior which is emitted to satisfy a specific need. As you know, all of us eat because of hunger, but we are also very choosy about foods. For example, children do not like eating many of the vegetables, spinach, pumpkin, gourds, etc. But gradually they learn to eat them. Why do they do so? According to the behavioral approach, children may initially learn to eat such vegetables in anticipation of appreciation, reinforcement from their parents. Later on, they may eventually learn to eat vegetables not only because their parents are pleased with this behavior but also because they acquire the taste of these vegetables and find them good. Thus, the core tendency that organizes behavior is the reduction of biological or social needs that energize behavior. This is accomplished through responses that are reinforced. Now, Learning principles that involves the use of stimuli, responses and reinforcement in different ways. The theories of classical conditioning given by Pavlov, instrumental conditioning given by Skinner and observational learning given by Bandura are very well known to you. These theories view learning and maintenance of behavior from different angles. The principles of these theories have been widely used in developing personality theories. For example, observational learning theory considers thought processes extremely important in learning. But these find almost no place in classical or instrumental conditioning theories. Observational learning theory also emphasizes social learning based on observation and imitation of others and self-regulation. 
which again is missed out in other theories. Let's take off cultural approach. This approach attempts to understand personality in relation to the features of ecological and cultural environment. It proposes that a group's economic maintenance system plays a vital role in the origin of cultural and behavioral variations. The climatic conditions, the nature of the terrain of the habitat and the availability of food in it determine not only people's economic activities but also their settlement patterns, social structures, division of labor and other features such as child rearing practices. Taken together, these elements constitute a child's overall learning environment. People's skills, abilities, behavioral styles and value priorities are viewed as strongly linked to these features. Rituals, ceremonies, religious practices, arts, recreational activities, games and play are the means through which people's personality gets projected in our culture. People develop various personality qualities in an attempt to adapt to the ecological and cultural features of a group's life. Thus, the cultural approach considers personality as an adaptation of individuals or the groups to the demands of their ecology and culture. Now, let us try to understand these aspects with a concrete example. As you know, a good proportion of the world's population even today lives in forest and maintains regions with hunting and gathering as their primary means of livelihood. The Birhar, a tribal group of Jharkhand, represents such a population. Most of them live a nomadic life, which requires constant movement in small bonds from one forest to another in search of games and other forest producers, such as fruits, roots, mushrooms, honey, etc. In the Birhar society, children come from an early age are allowed enormous freedom to move into forest and learn hunting and gathering skills. Their child socialization practices are also aimed at making children independent do many things without help from elders. Autonomous take several decisions for themselves and achievements oriented accept risks and challenges such as those involved in hunting from an early age of life. In agricultural societies, children are socialized to be obedient to elders, nurturing to young sisters and responsible to their duties. Since these behavioral qualities make people more functional in agricultural societies, they become dominant features of people's personality in contrast to independence, autonomy and achievement, which are more functional and thus highly valued in hunting-gathering societies. Because of different economic pursuits and cultural demands, children in hunting, gathering and agricultural societies develop and display different personality patterns. This is a very important approach as it helps the children to adapt to the cultural demands. That's all for today students. I hope you must have understood today's topic. You can listen to the podcast attentively again. 
Thank you so much. Stay blessed, my dear students.